Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. Good to be back with you. Uh, It's Tuesday for you. It's Monday for me. Thanks again to Daniel Salerson uh, yesterday for taking care of Black and Blue Report and getting our week started in great fashion. Um, I got a little bit of rest after we arrived back from the West Coast on Sunday evening, and uh, we're ready to go here at the Smoothie King Center today. That's where our black and blue report uh, is being recorded, and also where the Pelicans tonight will take on the number one seeded Golden State Warriors at 7 o'clock. Yep, Golden State here tonight, last time this season in the regular season, record of 63-14, and 14. Pelicans now 41-35, and 35, and we've got six to go. It's lined up and ready, and the... Uh, the team is looking good. I was very pleased at the way shoot-around went today here at Smoothie King Center. And I'm anxious to see how they handle what probably will be the toughest two out of the last six, if you ask me. Uh, Golden State tonight and Memphis tomorrow. All right, so on that note, uh, we will have Tim Roy from the Golden State Warriors with us today. We'll uh, get a preview of tonight's game with him. And also uh, look a little deeper into what the Warriors have done here this season. It's nothing short of remarkable. They're absolutely a treat to watch. Uh, I just don't want to watch them walk out of here with a smile tonight, frankly. Uh, Pelicans.com writer Jim Eichenhofer also with us. It's his usual Tuesday visit. And uh, Jeremy Davenport also on today's podcast. Tis the season for festivals, jazz fests, and French quarters and all that good stuff. And Jeremy Davenport and so many of our fine local musicians and those coming from around the country are going to take center stage in a lot of ways across our city. And uh, so many of those folks have big-time ties to the Saints and the Pelicans, or they're just flat-out big fans. And so Jeremy Davenport certainly fits all of those, checks all those boxes. We'll uh, catch up with him here on today's uh, podcast as well. I hope you enjoyed the national championship game last night. I think I did. I was very entertained. Um, Was the officiating great? No. Um, Was the level of play in college basketball overall this season great? No. Uh, But I thought last night's game was pretty good. And uh, I think that there will be some NBA prospects that come out of what we just watched in the Final Four. There's no doubt about that. But in last night's game, team play and good coaching uh, 
were the, were the, were the stars of the show. And I, and I was very happy to see that. And again, I was entertained. Congratulations to Duke. I guess I didn't have a dog in the fight, so it really didn't matter a whole lot to me. But, um, yeah, five titles now for Mike Krzyzewski, and uh, we can put college basketball to bed <laughs> and allow those uh, young men to uh, get ready possibly for the NBA draft process, which we'll talk about down the road. Playoffs coming up. We'll talk about that first and foremost. Six to go for the Pelicans. And we begin our conversation with the Pelicans and Jim Eichenhofer in just a moment. I'm Lisa Albright. I'm 36 years old. I had the perfect life. It was everything I ever dreamed about. Until two weeks ago. I was standing in line at the grocery store, leaning over to empty my cart when I heard it. Mommy, why are her pants too big in the back? And that's when it hit me. I'm wearing mom jeans. Never again. I will look hot in yoga pants. That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new Firm and Burn chocolate peanut butter smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get into those yoga pants. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. The playoff pushes on as your New Orleans Pelicans fight for the postseason. Join us this Tuesday at 7 p.m. at the Smoothie King Center for another Guys Night Out against the Golden State Warriors. This ticket package includes two tickets, four beers, plus we'll throw in two free T-shirts, all for as low as $46. Grab your pals to get on board for Guys Night Out. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. As promised on a Tuesday, Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. Resplendent today in his Tuesday attire. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, too. It's uh, great to be here on another Tuesday. Yes, sir. And the Pelicans uh, begin another uh, crucial stretch here. I think that you were, you were the one to remind me on our last road trip about, I think it was six games in nine days. Mm-hmm. And then it hit me <laughs> that I will have no life in a good way for the next nine days. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. It, it it would be a lot tougher to go through this if there was nothing to play for the way it's been the last couple of years. But really looking forward to uh, this next stretch, especially these next next two nights playing against two of the best teams in the in the league right now. Was 2-1 and one good enough on the West Coast? I think it was because Oklahoma City went 0-3 during that same span. I, know, I think we talked about it last week, uh, how – they were two and a half out, and now it's a half game. So, I mean, you, you, you would have, of course, liked to have swept it, but, I mean, you definitely accomplished what you were going into the road trip to try to do, and that, that is now you're really in the race right now, and it's, it's anybody's, uh, anyone's game. Have you got your arms around how you want to cover this for Pelicans.com over the next nine days? I mean, you know, if you talk to the players and coaches, it's almost minute to minute, quarter yeah. to quarter, and then just that game. I can't help on the radio not try and – Mm-hmm. solve the world's problems and <laughs> handicap the whole thing. And that's probably too far the other way. Where are you on this? No, I, You know what? I always say to people that um, the players and the coaches have to take it one game at a time, but I don't have to because I'm not on the floor. I'm not talking to the players and telling them how to uh, approach things. So, I mean, I definitely will always kind of look at things from a big picture standpoint and always look at things – you know, down the road, even if sometimes we say to ourselves, you know, we're getting a little too far ahead to talk about like the Spurs game already with that being the last game of the season. But um, I definitely don't take the approach of one game at a time just because I know I'm not taking any of the blame for the losses. I'm not taking any of the credit for the wins. So, I mean, that's pretty much the way I look at it right now. Obviously, the biggest storyline is whether or not the Pelicans can pull this off and make it um, Mm -hmm. capping what would be a really great 
season and, and a huge step in getting into the Western Conference playoffs. If I take that storyline off the table, um, what's left that intrigues you the most right now? I mean, big picture-wise, I think one of the, the great things about this season is that they've made a big step forward, even if they don't make the playoffs. I mean, they need to win just one more game to have a winning record for the first time in a few years. Um, the thing I've written about over and over again, I'm sure – Sometimes people ask me if I'm getting tired about writing about Anthony Davis, but that's obviously been a huge story this year. And to, I'm actually not tired of writing about it just because you, I don't think you ever get sick of talking about or writing about something that's such a good story and has so much substance to it. There's nothing – it's not like you have to try to pull different things from, from thin air to discuss all the great things that he's done this year. So, I mean, those are two of the, of the biggest things. And I think just – the, the addition of the veteran guys that they added during the season has been so huge, and I think that's been another um, aspect of the season that's been really cool to watch, to see how the depth of the team has improved and to see just the impact that those guys have had on the, on the Pelicans this year. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, I think they're a big reason why the Pelicans now have allowed the third fewest points per game since the All-Star break. Mm. You can trace it right that. back to those guys. So. Yeah. Um, this back-to-back would make most weak in the knees. Mm. Golden State at home tonight, at Memphis tomorrow night. Uh, this this will be maybe the the toughest of this may be the toughest section of the final six. Sure. Yeah, I mean the way I look at it right now is that you you want to go into Friday when both the Pelicans and Oklahoma City will have four games left. You want to go into that either tied with Oklahoma City or if things really break right, you'd be you could be one game ahead. You don't want to lose ground from where you are right now because if you're one game behind Oklahoma City going to the Final Four, obviously you're, you need help again. So, I mean, to me that's the thing is if, if they can split these two games and, I mean, it's, you can't put too much emphasis, I think, on like tonight's Oklahoma City versus San Antonio game even though there's nothing the Pelicans can do about that. So I think it would be great to get both games. But you really want to get at least one so that you can go into the weekend in, in a situation where, you know, hopefully you don't need help in, in other games and you can keep controlling your own uh, fate as uh, the last part of the season comes here. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, any one in particular stat you've got to share with me for tonight's game or uh, nugget? You know, you come up with some good ones. <laughs> I don't think I have anything off the top of my head. I mean, I think the interesting thing right now is we're as we're sitting here, and I know you guys are about to wrap up the show to, to post it on and put it on the air for everybody as we're waiting here to see what Golden State is going to do as far as um, who, which players they're going to rest. It seems like the consensus from people is that they're not going to rest anybody. But I, I don't think we really know right now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens with that. But even if they do rest guys, the, the thing you have to keep in mind is they've still won a bunch of games when they sat Draymond Green. It's not going to be easy no matter what, you, what happens. So, I mean, unless barring that they, they sit – you know, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, David Lee, so on and so forth. It's going to be a tough game no matter how you slice it. So really looking forward to this one tonight. Well, you just gave me the perfect lead-in because <laughs> right after we take this next break, Tim Roy, the voice of the Golden State Warriors, will join us, and we will grill him to see if he knows anything this morning <laughs> about whether or not it's a full lineup for the Warriors tonight or a truncated one here at Smoothie King Center. Jim, thanks. I'll uh, remind folks to follow you on Twitter and, of course, as always, at pelicans.com. All right, thanks a lot, Tom. Jim Eichenhofer with us here on his Tuesday visit at the Black and Blue Report, and we'll talk Warriors with Tim Roy in just a moment.
In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Back here on the Black and Blue Report, as promised, it's Tim Roy, the voice of the Golden State Warriors. It's the Warriors and the Pelicans tonight at Smoothie King Center, 7 Central tip-off time as uh, the Warriors make their final visit here during the regular season. I'm saying that optimistically. Um, They'll bring in, of course, uh, 63 wins against just the 14 losses. And, And, Tim, when you and I spoke in Oakland, just a short time ago, um, it was remarkable how well your season had gone and how much of a treat it's, I'm sure it's been for you to call it on the radio. Yeah, it, it really it, it, Sean, it's almost a dreamlike in the sense where and uh, everything that's happening for the Warriors this year seems to be happening, you know, in the same vein. Uh, they will play teams and teams will get uh, will have the player get banged up. They don't play well, but they defend really well, and, and they win a game that maybe they shouldn't win. They've been reasonably healthy for most of the year. Uh, they're playing at a very high level, and it's it's every night we're just rereading the you know, Warriors record book because they're setting a new franchise record, it seems, with each passing day. No doubt, and certainly a lot of those records make total sense when you look at the roster and the body of work that the Golden State Warriors have put together, not just this season, but here leading up to it over the last couple. What's something, though, that, that folks may not be paying enough attention to or rather gets overlooked when regard to uh, this this particular outfit of Golden State? Well, I, I think the one thing that, that people don't uh, pay attention to enough is their defense. You know, even the other day in San Antonio, you know, one of their beat writers said, you know, called them the fun and gun warriors. Well, yeah, they do run down the floor, and they do score a lot of points, but they're the number one defensive team in the league in terms of defensive efficiency and to defend like that and still play the fastest pace in the league it's that's quite remarkable it's, it's you know it's really historic stuff and and uh i don't think people pay enough attention to that and when people you know wonder about how they're going to do in the playoffs that's what you know that that's what i keep pointing to is the fact that oh that's going to slow down the playoffs okay that's fine if they still defend they're going to give themselves a chance to win and so um so I think that's, that's one thing I don't think people realize is that it's truly a defensive team now as opposed to just being an offensive team. So here's Steve Kerr, who's won 63 games now at this moment as a rookie head coach. What is, what's the influence? What's the switch that he's been able to flip for this team to, to break all these records, Tim? Well, yeah, Dan, and 63 is the most ever by a first-year mm-hmm. head coach. He passed Paul Westfall and Tom Thibodeau for that. Uh, recently, and and 
I, I think what he did was was really intelligent. I mean, he came in and and just to kind of backtrack, you know, Mark Jackson came to this club, you know, four years ago, and he did one incredible thing. He turned the Warriors from an offensive team into a defensive team, and that can never be, you know, uh, over overstated. I mean, he was he really changed how they thought about playing the game, and of course, the the when you pick up a guy like Andrew Bogut. You know, that Bob Myers and, and Joe Lake of Mastermind, that deal with Monte Ellis, that that's a big step in that direction. But also also Mark was really good in terms of firing, you know, the the belief of the young team. You know, all that all the talk about the best shooting backcourt and Draymond Green and everything else. Well those guys believed that they were really good players maybe ahead of schedule. Hmm. And so when you look at the what Steve Kerr did, he came in and he went to each and every player he flew to Australia to, to meet with Andrew Bogut, and he found out what they liked, what they didn't like, what they expected, what he was going to expect of them. And so he came in, looked at the defense, and said, you know what, the defense is good. We're not going to toy too much with that. So then he comes in on the offensive side, and the one thing the Warriors didn't do was move the basketball. So uh, all of a sudden now the Warriors go from a team that was down toward the bottom in passes thrown you know, per game to a team that's in the top 15 in that category. And that's huge when you consider the the scoring they have, two of the greatest shooters in recent times in Thompson and Curry. And that ball movement just ends up getting everybody open shots. And and I think that's the the real twist. If he took the offense and took it to another level while keeping the, the good practice of the defense that they had already. Good point. 51 wins this season when the Warriors pass it or get 24 more assists in a game. Uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, what's left in the regular season, Tim? What else do they? <clears throat> excuse me. What else do they want to accomplish? I think they want. I think uh, the other night, you know, San Antonio uh, came out and reminded not only the Warriors but I think the rest of the Western Conference that they're still the champions. And I think uh, every year. They remind us right about the end of February that the Spurs can indeed read the calendar. You know, they know when it's go time. And uh, so I think I think the Warriors in their remaining game, Sean, would like to ramp up to that, the kind of intensity they saw in San Antonio. I think because of the fact that they have kind of locked themselves into the number one spot, I think they, they, they need to be to – be reminded that the playoffs are going to be a totally different animal. Then I think the other thing is just stay healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, they've won. You know, they've won 63 games. They're a really, really good team. They're they're on a historic pace. They know that, and if they play hard and play well, you know, I I see no reason why they can't make a deep run into the playoffs. That's my lead-up question to uh, asking you whether or not Steve Kerr plays everybody tonight, Tim Roy. Uh, you know what? I, I am I am not at shoot around today, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out at shoot around. Um, uh, I think he, his 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 mantra has been in recent days that he will play everybody. That he doesn't plan on resting anybody. Now, if somebody's you know dinged up, that's one thing. Uh, but everybody's been reasonably healthy. Now, that may mean that he may play his starters and his front line guys maybe 20, 25 minutes, and then give the bench a long run. Uh, the Warriors, unfortunately, in, in that scenario, though, they don't have a lot of rookies or, you know, they're really young players or they're front-line players. So uh, they, they only have a, a couple of guys like Azili and McAdoo 
who I think would really benefit from having a 25-minute run. The rest of the guys are like Barbosa and people like that. So, so but that I could very easily see you know the starters get a run in tonight, and then maybe you know have that have those guys the uh, the end of the bench guys and, and the back rotation guys uh, finish out the game. Has it crept into your mind at all that the Golden State Warriors here today could uh, go a long way in determining who their first-round matchup is, depending on how they play a game tonight? Don't even suggest that. Don't <laughs> screw with the basketball gods. Let's not even go there. Look, Tim, you know that I've heard that now several times the last week. <laughs> you can't screw. I'll, I'll tell you, the, the, the Dallas Mavericks are the cautionary tale for the Golden State Warriors. They came in and... They were the only team in 06-07 that swept Dallas in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And they had won the first two games, and the third game was in Oakland. It was late, in, it was right about this time, and uh, the Warriors were fighting for this playoff spot with the Clippers. And Avery Jeff came in and rested everybody, and the Warriors won the game. They ended up getting into the playoffs by one game, and then beat Dallas, a 67-win team, in the first round. So uh, there, there's a lesson in there somewhere, you know. They, I think you just play it normal and, and and see how it how it goes. However, you know, you know, you do know that I would like nothing more than to spend four or five days in your fair city. I know we've talked about that, and I I'm glad you brought up that Dallas Golden State series because um, that's the one thing I've tried to point out to folks that uh, if there's anything that I've learned from some of the older, wiser, and longer in the tooth basketball folks is you don't mess with the game, and so. Um, I think mm-hmm. that your guys are too smart to do that. Yeah, and I think I think for Steve, I think it's more, you know, if the guys needed rest, they'll give them rest. They did that in Denver. You know, they could they could tell that you know was coming off the All Star game where you know Steph and Clay were pulled in twenty five different directions. You know, uh, they and even with the extra days off, they were still tired, so they needed that rest in Denver, and that's what he did. He rested four guys in Denver, and, and the Warriors ended up losing that game. But, but you know, for the rest of it, the other part of it, Sean, is that the Warriors have won by, you know, 10 points or more, you know, as so many times this year that the minutes are down. If you look at the minutes from last year to this year, both Curry and Clay Thompson, you know, are right around 32 minutes, and that's down from a year ago. So they're, they're really not as taxed as you would expect, and, and part of it is because they've won 44 times by 10 points or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Storyline or two for tonight, what do you got for me? Um, I think I think tonight uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Warriors uh, rebound from the San Antonio game, you know, because, you know, if uh, San Antonio now gave them a 15-point loss, that's their worst loss of the year, and they hadn't lost like that since Christmas, Christmas night against the Clippers. And I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. And, and I, I, I'm curious to see what kind of intensity we'll see early. I expect they're going to come out and really uh, try to get off to a great start because of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think, I think their focus will be that way. And then after that, I think from the Warrior perspective, it's how long do you go with the starters and, and what kind of combinations, too. Steve has kind of juggled the lineup recently, Sean, where he has played some different guys and, and, and combinations out there. Uh, McAdoo running with the starters for a while. Uh, David Lee playing from five. So it's going to be interesting to see you know, if he tinkers a little bit just to see if there's a combination out there that he could go to in an emergency situation in the playoffs. I think we're in for an entertaining evening. Aren't you uh, on board with that? 
Yeah, how how are the what's the what's the obviously the for the for the Pelicans this this is a this is a big game. This is a huge game. Well, they all are now. Six to go, and uh, right there with Oklahoma City. So. Every one of I mean, I, I, if there's any team that's in playoff mode right now, it's it's certainly New Orleans and then Oklahoma City. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be curious to, to come down. I, I know that uh, you guys have a tougher schedule, correct? Uh, yes, only because I think we play one less home game. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. So that's what we're looking at. Tim Roy, voice of the Golden State Warriors. I can't wait to see you over here. I hope that you enjoy a nice day in New Orleans, my friend. I am looking forward to uh, venturing out and finding a place of fine dining for my lunch and maybe a stroll a little bit through the French Quarter today. I think you are going to find yourself an easy way there. So I'll see you tonight. Can't pay your bills because of gambling, missed car payments, credit card bills mounting? Do you have multiple payday loans because of your gambling? If you or your family is suffering from gambling problems, treatment services are available for Louisiana residents at no cost. Call now. It's free and confidential. 877-770-STOP or online at helpforgambling.org. A message from the Louisiana Department of Health and Hospitals Office of Behavioral Health. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back into the Black and Blue Report. Yes, we are going to kind of turn things on its ear a little bit here in the month of April. We've got, we got the NFL draft. We've got the Pelicans and possible NBA postseason to talk about. But as everybody knows, uh, here in the uh, southeast Louisiana greater region, uh, festival time is here, and the weather is great, and that means... Uh, that means musicians and performers are also very busy. So we need to catch up with a couple of the folks that we've uh, touched base with over the years, fans of the Saints and the Pelicans uh, that also entertain us in other way- ways. And, of course, one of which is Jeremy Davenport, who rejoins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Jeremy, it's been a long time. How are things over at the Davenport Lounge at the Ritz-Carlton? Good, busy. I miss talking to you too, Sean. It's good to hear your voice. Uh, I'm busy, probably not as busy as you, but I'm. I'm things are very busy and wonderful. Yeah, and you know, it's it's interesting, Jeremy. You know how the sports world kind of collides here at different sports. You've got the NHL and NBA playoffs upcoming. The NCAA tournament just wrapped up. Major League Baseball starting up. This is this is almost a, maybe one of your busiest times of the year, too, with everything else on the calendar. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, quite frankly, all the sporting events, um, and, and you can relate, too, we're both St. Louis boys, the start of the Cardinals baseball season. So all, all this stuff falling right into like the very busiest musical time for us here in, in New Orleans with the festival. So it's, it's, <laughs> the, 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 my music career is, is, is messing up my, my uh, sports viewing, that's for sure. <laughs> um, French Quarter Fest, let's start with that. That's this weekend, and I know that you're honored to play as a part of what has really become a big, big event now. Yeah, it, 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 I can't tell you how many years I've been doing it a long time, but it seems like every year 
it's just bigger, bigger, and bigger. And uh, and and it's a unique festival for people who who haven't ventured down. It's it's um, you know, you're in you're in the French Quarter, so it's you get to take advantage of of all the shops and and the clean bathrooms and the shade and all those wonderful things. So it's it's a great event. It's it's one of my favorites. Jeremy, what's the difference between the show you'll do on Sunday for French Quarter Fest as to say what what I myself or any other person would see you do at Davenport Lounge over at the Ritz? You know what? It's probably, uh, although I'll try to throw in a couple new uh, uh, things. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't know. I'm sure you didn't have time, but they just, on HBO, they just had a two-night, two two-hour each night. Uh, special on Frank Sinatra. I stayed up and way just, too late to watch part one last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. My head's still spinning. So that gave me a, a, a couple ideas to, to throw in some new songs that I haven't done in a long time that are, that are just directly inspired by that. Mm-hmm. So um, so basically, that's what I'm working on today for, for, for both my Jazz Fest and French Quarter Festival shows. So that's that's exciting. Is there a different vibe between French Quarter Fest and Jazz Fest in your in estimation? Um, it's it's very similar. Obviously, with the with the uh, with the French Quarter Fest, it's it's uh, it's open air. With Jazz Fest, every year I'm in a tent, um, which which adds a different, um, you know, adds a different feel to it. And then and then the other thing is, you know, in in in, uh, in Southeast Louisiana, you never know. I mean, it could be a hundred degrees. And it could be uh, seventy degrees. You, you just you just never know what what the conditions are going to be like. So it's it's always different, but it's always it's always a, a great crowd. You know, historically too, the the French Quarter Fest was was like a fest for locals, and it certainly turned into something else. I mean, we get we get a lot of out of towners now for French Quarter Fest, which is always fun to see, see new folks. Jeremy, when you look at um, this time of year and what the demands are on your schedule. Uh, is there any way to really get ready for it, or do you just put your head down and go through it? No, you put, you just kind of put your head down and go through it and try to, uh, you know, get as much sleep as you can. Again, I'm sure you can relate to this. It's like you're churning and burning, and you just want to stay healthy and, and, and strong and, um, you know, pace yourself through through all the busy stuff. But it's, I'm not complaining. I mean, the other opportunity, you know, there's a lot of people that would be, be be glad to be working. So I'm I'm more 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 so than anything, I'm thankful. Who's had a busier last six weeks, Jeremy Davenport or the New Orleans Saints? Uh, the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about you want to talk about an HBO uh, uh, special? I mean, you can't even uh, come up with what we have going real time. It is more more dramatic and, and scary than anything else. But I tell you what, uh, I went from being kind of petrified and uh, scared too uh, excited, and I can't wait to see what we put together. It's going to be exciting. No doubt. I, I agree with you. I think that when all yeah. the dust settles, it, it's going to look pretty good. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no one likes change. You know, it, it, it freaks everybody out, especially, you know, uh, I was a huge, or not was, I am a huge Jimmy Graham fan. It was fun to watch him do just about anything. And so, you know, to see him go, certainly it puts you in freak-out mode. And then you start peeling back the the the, uh, the layers of it, and you start to realize, okay, this could be pretty cool. Let's see what let's let's see what happens with this thing. So that's kind of where I'm at on it. I know you've caught some NBA here and there. What what about the oh, thought yeah. of possible playoffs here for the Pelicans? What's your take? 
I mean, I think it's 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 super exciting, and the, the, it it's 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 well deserved as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's been a it's been a rough season, but hey, uh, how fun would it would it be to make the postseason? And it's 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 cool. I I, I hope I hope that it becomes a reality. I don't get to make these decisions, but I sure would love to see Jeremy Davenport do the national anthem or a halftime performance in a playoff game. How about that? Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, 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 I'll take it in a heartbeat. Heck yeah. Um, when, you, when you've traveled the country now, Jeremy, what do folks ask you about with regard to New Orleans? How much of it is food? How much of it is sports? How much of it is culture now? You, you know, I think it's still a, a pretty good balance. Um, Obviously, in my world, the, the the music part still trumps. I mean, that's what everyone wants to talk about first, and then and then it gets into um, other stuff. But but I think still, you know, uh, a lot of people in New Orleans forget that um, when we do, you know, travel, people immediately, um, you know, associate New Orleans first and foremost with the music, and and I'm certainly thankful to be a part of that and mm-hmm. so but it all you know it all comes together and you forget how special the, the the food component is to this to the city and everything else so it's i still think in my world now if you if you ask somebody like chef emerald when he goes somewhere else you know obviously they want to talk to him about gumbo and and, and dewey sausage and stuff like that but for me it's always music centric well the last time i talked to you and i confess it was too too far back but you were you were giving serious thought about getting back into the studio again. Uh, anything yes. new on that horizon? Guess what? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I could. I wish I could lie to you, man, and, and tell you I, I have. I've been in the studio, but unfortunately, it's not been uh, for me. It's been other people's projects and and uh, commercial stuff that that I can't that that I'm that I'm not allowed to talk about yet. But, you know, again, it's the same story as far as Basin Street Records. I'm sure he's going to start sending me hate mail soon because I'm, I'm way overdue on a project. And um, that's actually my New Year's resolution was, to, no matter what, to have something new come out for 2015, and that's including a, a Christmas CD. So, so I, I made that deal with myself, and that's... That's, I'm sticking to that. But, but Jeremy, Jeremy, you're an artist, and uh, you know the artistic process can't be rushed by any means, right? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing you. <laughs> I like to look at myself in the mirror every day and tell me that. Look, I'm an artist. Don't, 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 don't record anything new today. Yeah. Um, you're not feeling it, but you know it's funny because you know you have to force yourself um, to. To, to actually go in there and record for me it's, it's, it's a labor of love just because I love performing and and I'm I'm blessed enough to be performing so much that you know that's my focus these days I mean I'm, I'm no matter what I'm four nights a week um, at the Ritz Carlton and then and then in addition to that I'm doing other stuff so it's my, my time my free time is limited but there's no excuse I mean I have a recording contract and I need to I need to deliver some new stuff. Well, I know you will, and the Christmas uh, CD or whatever they're calling it these days, uh, that intrigues me uh, very much. And I promise, as soon as these Pelicans are done uh, whipping up on people, I will get back over to the Davenport Lounge at the Ritz. Yeah, best of luck to you, man.
Yes. Uh, and the Pell. And the Pell. Yes. No, we want all this great stuff to happen. Uh, real quick, I know folks want to see you, so they know where to go. They're over there on Canal Street, but uh, give me the idea or the uh, time, rather, on Sunday for French Quarter Fest, and then I guess what? Check the Cubes for Jazz Fest? Yeah, yeah. It's the, I, I would even recommend checking checking the Cubes for French Quarter Fest because I, I want to say I might be mixing them up. I'm definitely late afternoon on both, mm-hmm. um, but on Sunday, this Sunday at the uh, French Quarter Fest, and then and then Saturday, April 25th, at the uh, the uh, Jazz Fest. So just double check the Cubes, but it's it's late afternoon. Okay, and some Sinatra inspired music maybe in the set. Is what oh, you're it, telling me. it's going to be. I'm telling you that thing. I can't wait to, you know, I, I look at that. That there was so much information in that in that Frank Sinatra HBO thing that it's it's got my head spinning. Yeah, I I finished part one at one a.m. last night, and I thought there is no way I can start number two. So that'll have to wait till yeah. I get back. Yeah, 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 save it, save it. Yeah, I will. Good. I will. Jeremy Davenport, I'm so glad we were able to catch up with you. Uh, good stuff on the Saints and Pelicans. Good insight there, and. Uh, Enjoy, uh, enjoy your, uh, I guess, postseason here, your big time here over the next four to five weeks. Yeah, man, I'll talk to you soon. All right, that's Jeremy Davenport. We'll be right back right here on the Black and Blue Report. Racing fans, you won't want to miss the Professional Drag Racers Association Cajun Nationals Pro Mod at Thunder Road Raceway Park in Gilliam, Louisiana, just outside of Shreveport. This exciting event runs April 30th through May 2nd. For more information, visit www.racetrp.com. And while in town, enjoy great gaming action, shopping, food, and nightlife. For additional things to see and do, visit shreveport-bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. The future is now for the New Orleans Pelicans as all-star Anthony Davis has become one of the elite players in the NBA. 2015-16 season tickets are now on sale, so make sure to get your seats now and receive special gifts as part of our parade of prizes. Season ticket holders receive great benefits, including access to exclusive team events, plus savings on concessions and merchandise. Be part of the best fan experience in the NBA by calling 525-HOOP or visiting pelicans.com today. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams. Well, I am better today for having talked to uh, Jeremy Davenport, Tim Roy, and Jim Eichenhofer. Uh, good stuff on the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. We'll be in Memphis tomorrow morning uh, to record the next edition of this very podcast. Uh, we've got a lot of things cooking for tomorrow. Um, so, much, so many moving parts that I don't want to go into great detail about it. We do know this. David Wesley tomorrow. It's a Wesley Wednesday. We'll recap the Pelicans and Warriors tonight and uh, get you set for Pelicans and Grizzlies tomorrow night. I think we have some UFC flavor in tomorrow's show. Uh, That's Thursday's show, Daniel, just tells me. Oh, yes. We're going to uh, begin talking about the NFL draft tomorrow. And uh, Pat Yasinskis from uh, the Tampa Bay uh, area will be on to talk about the Buccaneers. Remember last year? Yes, we went through a lot of teams in uh, leading up to the NFL draft, assessing uh, teams' needs and what they might do with their draft selection or selections. And we begin that process tomorrow. Already, Daniel? Already, he says. On that note, i got to go. I've got game prep to do. Big game tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Hope to see you here, or otherwise we'll see you on the radio. All across the Pelicans radio network. Coverage begins at 7. Same coverage on uh, Fox Sports New Orleans with David Wesley and Joel Myers and Jen Hill. 
For Daniel Salerson and for all of our great guests today, I'm Sean Kelly saying thank you for joining us. Go Pelicans, and we'll see you next time right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report. We'll